Welcome to Liberated Libations. You are here with your hostesses, with the mostesses, Kayla James and Catherine DeLuke. So what's up, Kayla? What's up, girl? <laughs> it has been, I think, a month since I've seen you last. Yeah, it's been it's been a little bit, you know, just busy with life, work, all the fun things. Oh man. Okay. So what's going on with you? you I know, see you shaking that drink up. <laughs> you know how we roll. I gotta get our uh, cocktails, our libations ready for our conversation today. What did you make with me? Today, well, we've had a couple of cocktails before we've gotten to this one, but this is a lemon drop with a little bit of triple sec yeah. to give it a little more citrusy kind of feel. Um, Absolute Vodka. We are not sponsored by them, but we should be. <laughs> and um, a little bit of lemonade and simple syrup. Awesome. Well, yeah, so for anyone that doesn't know, Kayla loves whipping some cocktails. And I actually, that's one of my passions, and we will eventually talk about it, but that's one of the things that I want to get into. I, I enjoy hosting, so I love having people over and having drinks for them, having food for them. And one of the things that I enjoy is really nice cocktails. So just being able to make cocktails mm -hmm. is something that I want to master in this life so that way I can host people. <laughs> When was the last time you hosted someone at the house? You know, it's been a while. Mm -hmm. It's been a minute, uh, especially because of winter. So uh, we're over here in the Detroit, Michigan area. Winters are rough. Uh, so you can't have people out in the decks and stuff. And obviously my house is not that big to host a lot of people. But um, it's been a minute. So um, my birthday is coming up. So I'll probably, I'm debating whether I should host or go to a restaurant, I but I'm leaning towards hosting just because of that, because I just can have the amount of people that I want, have the drinks that I want, have the food that I want, et cetera, so. I think you should host. So we're, yeah. the people have heard you. So yeah. you have to be <laughs> held <it>. accountable for <laughs> your desire to host and your birthday's coming up, so that's what we're gonna do. And we'll talk about it on the next awesome. episode, how it went. Yes, so. Um, all right, so let's do some intros because we're new to this. Um, we're very excited. I personally, I am excited to do this. Um, it is a passion project for me. Like it is something that I have seen through through my work that I enjoy doing is sharing experiences, seeing, um, learning about other people's experiences, seeing my own experiences, and kind of sharing advice and sharing walks of life and and just having real conversations mm -hmm. um and part of that feels like it's something of of this age right yeah. it's yeah it's something of of this uh of our generation but also something of this times so what i mean what do you think about that kayla like have have you always had open conversations like that and why why are you doing that well, Chatty Kathy has nothing on Chatty Kayla. So 
True. I am a socialite. My parents are very social people. I grew up very social. Yeah. And so I feel like it's really ingrained as a part of who I am. It's in my DNA. It's part of my personality to just be engaged with people. I think it's how I gain energy. And, you know, as I think about it, this is actually something that has become a passion project for me. I've been wanting to do a podcast. So this is literally a dream coming to fruition That's for me. Awesome. I just hadn't had the push that I needed. And so we are always pushing each other. Absolutely. And so when you came to me, I was like, there's no more putting this off. Catherine's going to be on your behind yeah. about getting this done. And now here we are sitting here making it happen. Recording our first one. We don't know when this is going to go out, but like we're trying this out. So you touched on a lot of things there, Kayla. Um, but first, let's uh, let's talk about how we met, um, because I think that's the important part here is how we came together and, you know, how our friendship kind of like evolved and grew and how we find found commonalities in, in that that you said. You mentioned a couple of things. So. We met in corporate America. We both work for a Fortune 500 company. Um, we've been in that company for, you've been there for what? Almost eight years okay. now. I've been there for 11 years uh, this year. So um, definitely uh, corporate, uh, corporate, how do you call it? Mice. <laughs> <laughs> I want to call but, it, we're um, not corporate mice. We're corporate baddies. <laughs> exactly, baddies. Let's do it. Yeah. But um but you know, like I, I really have enjoyed the path that uh, that life has brought me, and I continue to enjoy. It. I hope that it continues for a period of time, right? So, yeah. uh, but we met in a specific team, and um, I didn't know Kayla. I, I didn't know you. Like you were no at the beginning. You were in Colorado, so you came from Colorado. Um, with with the company i came from greenville south carolina with the company we met in uh here in detroit so mm -hmm. um yeah that was that's exciting i feel like so like to get down to the nitty-gritty we met we were both on a team um and Catherine kind of just got placed in what we're gonna call a passion project jesus uh, christ yes <laughs> <laughs> and so during her stint, we became friends and I will be very candid in saying I am very, I was very leery of making friends at work. So yeah. Catherine was passionate. She was loyal. She was riding or dying. And I was like, I'm going to quit every day. Yeah. I'm going to leave. And I think we just kind of bonded <laughs> over our authenticity she knew that I was about the business and that I was, I was myself and she was very much herself. And we just accepted each other in that space of where we were and who we were. And it just kind of has grown from there, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of respect in that, but also we bonded based on our diversity. Um, and I want to point that out because for me, that was important. Um, right. Like we are both from, what I call diverse backgrounds. So I am fully Hispanic, 100% Dominican, born and raised in Dominican Republic. Parents are Dominican. I've lived in the U.S. for a few, gosh, well, over 15 years now. Um, but you, Kayla, are 
African-American. Mm-hmm. So you lived in where? Texas? I lived in Texas all of my life. Shout out to the D, the original <laughs> D. I'm from a Dallas metropolitan area. And so um, growing up in Texas, it was it's a very different kind of life, lifestyle than living in the Midwest. And so I think due to our diverse backgrounds, us being in this space, in a new place, living at the time our single lives and um, at the time at yes. the time at the time i was gonna mention that because i couldn't remember the timeline but i was like i think i was single that mm-hmm. and i could i think we related in that sense as well yeah she um, left so. me in the wild but <laughs> you know we're we're pushing on through yeah so um so yeah that's that's kind of how we met that's our background but i do have to mention a specific outing so I had Kayla over at my house. Uh, one of the first times that we kind of, well, we, we kind of met in restaurants and mm-hmm. stuff, but like yeah. I had Kayla over in my house and uh, she was like, well, I make some mean mojitos and I'm going to bring everything to make mojitos. And I was like, okay, girl, I think I got the rum and yeah. we got several things or mm-hmm. whatnot. But, and at that point, I think it was uh, summer and my deck was open yeah. and ready so we were able to sit at the deck and that led to hours yeah i mean hours we had to get out of the deck because of the mosquitoes <laughs> <laughs> but that led to hours of us talking yeah. a lot um and i don't know if anyone out there can relate but at this point in my life i i can i enjoy fruitful deep conversations about different topics mm-hmm. and yeah don't get me wrong like i i love gossip and i love like talking about tv shows and like all those meaningful things but also i enjoy sharing like meaningful backgrounds mm-hmm. so what's one of your like is that is that the same outlook that you had in that experience of when we met at the deck i feel like i am a conversationalist conversationalist and so because of that i seek out to get to know people for who they are and so whether or not we're sharing a meal whether or not we're sharing drinks it is my it is always my good intention to know you for who you are and so when i went over to Catherine's house it was kind of like our our olive branch moment Either, either we're going to be friends or we're going to be coworkers. <laughs> and so I think I was able to kind of let loose a little bit because I don't know if you all have seen that meme. There's this uh, chef on the Food Network and she is pouring a drink into the mixer and it's like two shots of vodka. And really it's like half a bottle of vodka. And so <laughs> that's how I make mojitos. And I'm not saying that I'm over here getting... Catherine just crazy ridiculous drunk (laughs) but I make a mean strong solid mojito right and so when we started out we had I think maybe three mojitos and by the time we got to the bottom of that third one we were talking deep girl we were were, we were on cloud 12 we were talking past cloud nine yeah exactly But that was great. Did I did I have a charcuterie board that yeah, time? Yeah, she was feeding us cheese. 
Now, meantime, every time Catherine comes over to my house, we're having roasted chicken. <laughs> Girl, I'm lactose intolerant, so I shouldn't be even be eating cheese, which I suffered this past weekend. I made a charcuterie board, and I had my lactate pills. <laughs> but that that if you are lactose intolerant, that helps, but that doesn't like prevent. Oh, it doesn't you know? stop it. So. Um, and, and those are topics that we're definitely um, planning on hitting up here because those are, you know, things that we, as, as Kayla is pouring another drink on me, <laughs> but those are topics that we, um, you know, want to, want to talk about, but mostly we're here to just, you know, passion project to kind of talk because we love talking we're have <laughs> to a good share time. our experiences and have a good time and also it's an excuse to get together yeah. every once in a while right so it's our commitment to each other to make sure that we see each other at least once a month instead yeah. of once a quarter and so this podcast is our commitment to do that and support each other in a more solidified way yeah, absolutely. So you talked about, so you were born and raised in Texas. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't, I didn't know you were like born in Texas. Mm -hmm. I thought you were raised in Texas. Uh, so what, I mean, let's talk about identity and brand. Like what is your experience? And we're getting, we're getting nitty nitty deep into this <laughs> right now. But what is your experience uh, living in Texas? and uh, being born there, your family, culture, et cetera. I am a diehard Texan. I mean, I am not a fan of Hot Wheels. And for those of you that live in Texas, you know who I'm referring to. They call the governor of Texas Hot Wheels because <laughs> he's in a wheelchair. Oh my gosh. And so uh, I'm not necessarily a fan of the governor, but I am a fan of the state. I mean- Do you like football? I am a hardcore football really? girl. I do. I don't watch Dallas Cowboys. You know it. Yeah. We them boys, baby. <laughs> Number one franchise. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, I I I was down with the Friday night football. I grew up in sports the entirety of my life. I mean, I was playing my dad, I love him, but we were not doing girly girl kind of stuff when I was a kid. So cheerleading us jumping around in little skirts he was not having it baby mm -mm. yeah he said we're gonna put you on some sports give you some structure give you some do you want to give a shout out to your dad i love my daddy he is amazing i'm not gonna <laughs> name him by name yet we'll have to introduce him in a later episode but my daddy is dbomb.com and so is my mom you want to shout out your people yeah absolutely i'll shout out my mom my you know my whole family and uh my boyfriend also and my boyfriend's family they're all great um, and that's another thing that we relate with, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's family bonds, mm -hmm. right? Like our families are number one. Um, so just having our family as number one has brought us into as a special place in life where we know that every time we fall, we can lean on them. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then, you know, there's just this speaking about identity and brand. I mean, there are things as you become an adult that you recognize that are part of your experiences with your parents, your experiences with your siblings. And some of those are really good. And some of those are opportunities for you to grow and show up as a better person, realizing that no one's perfect. I mean, I grew up 
and my I, I I'll admit that I idolized my parents. They were the mm -hmm. epitome of what I believe to be the most amazing, the truest love that I have ever seen in my life. Because your parents have been married for how long? My parents have been married for 33 years. Okay. Uh, they met in college, fell in love. My dad was a star football player at his university. And my mom was the quiet chick that went to class and never went to any of his yeah. football games. Are you so the eldest? I am the second okay. oldest. Okay. So I have an older sister. Okay. Um, and she is, she used to be a professional basketball player. Okay. And I think cool. she's retired now and does um, AAU basketball yeah. in uh, Houston. Texas. You can't see us now, but Kayla is tall. <laughs> How tall are you? <laughs> I'm 5'10". I am 5'2". I'm on the short side. So it's when, okay. when I, you talk about your family being like basketball players and stuff, like I'm like, yep, yep, I can see that. <laughs> so we're all giants, semi-giants. And um, so like like I said, I'm from, I'm from Texas. I love being from Texas. All the typical kind of Texas things, Friday night lights, um, being very much into sports, big trucks, big wheels. Um, you own it. It belongs to you. It's yours. All of those ideals carried forward for me. And so moving to the Midwest was a culture shock. It was a hard adjustment because People don't think the same. People don't act the same. And by Midwest, you mean Colorado? Colorado and Michigan. I mean, it's these are okay. both two very different okay. experiences yeah. for me. Colorado was a total 180. I was spinning on the top of my head mm -hmm. when I lived out there. And Michigan has been a very... Um, I think Michigan, I personally think Michigan is completely diverse but the thing is i come from like south the south carolina so like coming from south carolina you definitely think michigan is diverse uh but you have a different opinion on that i grew up in a major city so oh, like true. there's well maybe, detroit is a major city there's maybe three million people that live in detroit versus yeah, I know, seven I know. million people that live in dallas Metro. yeah yeah so i mean it is, I would say it is diverse and I love Midwestern people from Michigan. They're, they're very kind. They're very, um, they're very like, I don't want to say hipster, but it's kind of like, like if you think about New York and Indiana made a baby with a that's sprinkle it, of Chicago yeah. on top, that's what Detroit is like to me. <laughs> but I've spent a lot yeah. of time talking about kind of my identity and my experience. Well, wait, so, so, cause I want to touch on that. So people that haven't been to Michigan, like, um, Michigan, when we talk about diverse, we just don't talk about racial, like there is religion diversity. There yeah. is like, uh diversity of views as well like it's it's all it's very um gosh, it's I'm very culturally exactly. diverse i mean i believe this is a correct rich. term it's very rich it is in cultures michigan yes. or detroit metro area is the largest population of middle eastern people outside yes. of the middle east yes so if you take that into perspective dearborn specifically dearborn yes. specifically yeah then you know an, an adjustment or something new for me was watching jewish people walk to church on saturday 
I, that's something I had never seen growing up. Yeah. So you see them walking with their family to worship. And so, you know, thinking about the blend of mm. all of those cultures, it is a very culturally mm. diverse from racial to religion to experiences. And so it makes for a very rich, yeah. I think, experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you were going to shift it to me. Yeah, she keeps <laughs> trying to toss the bag back to me. And no. it's hot potato back to Catherine. So Catherine grew up in the Dominican Republic and came to the U.S. after high school, right? Yeah, absolutely. So yep. tell us a little bit about your identity and some of like your thoughts coming in from a totally different country and then kind of being immersed into something that's culturally very different because did you start out being in florida when yeah i started okay. in florida so basically i grew up in dominican republic born and raised there until i was 18. um and then uh, my family slowly immigrated here um my dad though I, I come from a very like americanized family i would say yeah my dad was uh born in the u.s mm -hmm. um and then his parents were living and were doctors uh, in the U.S. And then uh, he moved out. They all moved out when back to Dominican Republic when he was 13. And then he stayed the, his entire life there until now, obviously. But um, so it was very much uh, it was like, yeah, it was a typical Dominican household. But at the same time. We were very Americanized in the way that my dad was always, and I say this to everyone, and my dad has always like been involved in the kitchen. He loves cooking. Mm -hmm. um, so he's been always involved in the kitchen, which is not typical for a Hispanic men to be in, in, mm -hmm. in the kitchen, right? Like it's always the women, the kitchen or um, the maids. We, we can talk about that concept in another episode. But yeah, I grew up with maids. Um, because in Dominican Republic, maids is something that you can have. Mm -hmm. um, and it's actually like a job. It's not um, something that you're taking any rights away from them or taking any privileges away from them. It's actually a job that you're providing to them. They're salaried, they're paid, they um, get to live in the house, some of them. Um, so it's definitely a different concept. And they're kind of like part of the family, to be honest. Like, Gosh, I had the same maid for over 15 years, mm -hmm. the same one for over 15 years. So she saw me growing up like yeah. she saw me, you know, being a kid, being a teenager, playing, developing like as a person. Um, and I actually she actually like um, hit me up in uh, Facebook the other day <laughs> and she actually just checks up on us yeah. and she's like, hey, how are you guys doing? Like, I'm also always very grateful for your family, what you guys did for us, etc. Um, but that's a topic like I can expand on that on a different one. But anyways, yeah, so I came to the States to uh, for college. So already American citizen. Um, so for college to University of South Florida in Tampa, shout out Bulls even though they're not good. Shout out Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then I, I transferred. Um, I mean, I got a job straight out of college to go to, uh, to uh, Greenville uh, and work for corporate America, right? So, uh, but I did go to community college, which was also a different experience. Um, mm -hmm. I, I grew up in a, in, 
in Dominican Republic, not knowing the public uh, over there, there's no, there exists public schools, but you don't attend them. Like as it, they're very, like very, very low income in terms of like, sometimes they don't have desks, sometimes they don't have uh, things and resources and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically the whole concept of going into a, a community college and going to a public university and stuff like that was all new to me, but it is the best thing. And I will pitch it to anybody that I know, go to community college for your first two years, please. So in Tampa, <laughs> you went to community college and you're saying that they didn't have all the, the necessary. No, I, so I went to community college in Lakeland. Okay. Lakeland. Okay. Okay. Lakeland. Yeah. But in your experience at community college, that particular community college didn't necessarily have all of the resources. No, no, no. The school, like in Dominican Republic, okay, okay, public okay. schools in Dominican Republic don't have okay. the necessary. So you have to go to a private school if you, if you want a good education. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, as opposed to here in the United States, you're able to get a good education out of public schools. Yeah, you can, depending yeah. on where you live. <laughs> exactly. Depending on where you live. So it's always like, and we really need to probably invest more time looking at, you know, that difference as far as, okay, what what was that like? And so mm-hmm. coming here, you spoke English, right? Yes. Okay. So I grew up kind of like, I grew up in Spanish, learning Spanish and learning English at mm-hmm. the same time. So that's why my accent is probably. And that was an It's existing. I, I bet it's existing, but it is very subtle. It's not a. So that was intentional on your parents' part that you learned English yes. as well as spoke Spanish. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And you learn actually over there in uh, private schools, you learn French for six years. Interesting. Yeah. So I learned I, I learned French from sixth grade to twelfth grade. I wonder was was Dominican Republic um, colonized by the French or was it by Spain so there, or both? There's relationships there with okay. the French, and um, our law system is actually based on the French law system, not the English law system. Which makes a lot of sense because Haiti is, is your yeah backside counterpart. Yeah. So which those is were the wars in the past that we were having between the French and the Spaniards were between the Haitian side of the of the mm-hmm. island and the. Um, Hispaniola side of the island or mm-hmm. the Dominican side of the island. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the whole island is called Hispaniola. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of history. So there. we're getting, a, we're getting into some deep and very rich history. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to jot that down to kind of take a revisit into that and to explore, you know, what that uh, journey looks like between Haitian and Dominican yeah. relations. So I know a little bit about it. I don't know a lot about it, but we're not going to get too deep into it because we're on our third drink and me and Catherine will get deep, <laughs> deep, deep. And we don't want to do that to y'all. So, okay. So we're, we're now coming out of college. We've talked about where we met in schools. I mean, in, in our corporate America job. And so tell me or update me a little bit on I had a really interesting conversation today. Mm -hmm. And so we're going a little bit off script, but it falls right into Mm -hmm. um, brand identity. And so I had a conversation with my mentor and I think my mentor is the, he's amazing. 
And I told him today, I was like, if I could scream from the mountaintops how amazing you were, I would. But I know you wouldn't want me to because mm -hmm. that is not his desire. He does not want to mentor everyone. He just only wants to mentor the people that he can exchange energies with, that he okay. feels like. You're going to tell me the name of, of I, Mike. <laughs> I shall not Mike. share the name, but um, we were talking today and I was kind of telling him about my career plans and where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. And he kind of like hit me in the back of the head with a cast iron skillet and was saying, okay, well, I think those are great. You have plenty of time, but I also want to know what's going on with you in your personal life. Mm -hmm. Like, where are you at? Are you happy in your personal yep. life? And so I told him all the things I was doing. I told him about this podcast. I told him about, you know, I model on the side. I'm a liquid, I'm a liquor brand ambassador on the side. Um, I sing with my aunt and her choir at weddings and stuff like that. I just started doing that recently. Kayla does it all, by I, the way. Like, I don't even know how you find time <laughs> for all this stuff. <laughs> uh, Jeez. I, really, I really need help. That's why I got slapped in the head today with yeah. a skillet and his response to me was it sounds like you're making yourself so busy that you don't have time to be alone Ooh, and i Ooh. had to take a deep breath yeah so he kind of slapped me in the back of the head with the back with that skillet and was saying you know it sounds like you're so busy that you don't really have time to sit in in silence with yourself Ooh. and i was yeah. like And um, he told me, you know, how well I'm doing in my career, just really giving me a lot of kudos, talking about my plans. And so um, we we got real for a second. And I said, you know, if I'm being very honest and being very candid, everything's going great in my life. All of the things that I prayed for, I have except for a partner. And he was like, I feel like if you, he said, have you made a timeline like you've made for your career? Have you laid out there what is. your vision there is, is for your relationships? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I got a vision board. And I was really trying to make up yeah. that I've done it. And he asked me if I had even written out what I wanted in a man. And I was like, yeah, I have. And he was like, okay, okay, okay. Well, when's the last time you went up to someone and told them that you liked them? If you were more assertive, like you are in your career, there's no reason why you can't have what you want because you have everything else that you want. Wow. And girl, that's, that's true. I should take a shot right now that's because true. It, it, it was, it hit me hard. That's true. So he was like, you know, you you're talking about finding balance between this family that doesn't exist yet and the career that you have and you're invested. You're talking about going international with this career, but how much effort are you putting into this, the wealth, of your personal life. Yeah. And so, you know, and that I'll stop you there because that's extremely important. And, you know, people handle their life and, and their endeavors different ways, but that's something that I found out that I can speak to, right. Is that you have what you make space for mm -hmm. in your life. Yeah. So if you're constantly, and I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about like in, in this broad concept, like if you're constantly busying yourself with other things, then, and, and there is a portion that is being unattended that it is important to you, then you need to make space for it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and one of the instances that I can think about this is whenever people that I that I've met throughout my life are jumping from relationship to relationship to relationship, and then they keep complaining that they can't find the person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, have you sat alone with yourself and actually made time mm-hmm. to find the person as opposed to being occupied by this people that don't match mm-hmm. your life? You know, so that is like extremely important. And actually, I can be a testament to this as well is like, and I'm not attributing this in my I also attribute part of things to luck. Mm-hmm. I always attribute it to luck and to, to God as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like, mm, it's like, I don't know that I did anything to, to, to get this, but I got it. Right. Yeah. But part of it is being intentional. Yeah. Um, and when I moved to Michigan, I was intentional about that. Mm-hmm. Like I was intentional about a partner because I had relationships in the past yeah. and I had gotten to the space where I was like, I don't need someone to busy me. Mm-hmm. I can keep myself busy. Mm-hmm. I have enough things to keep me busy, entertained. I'm very good social life. Um, very good. Like with finding recreational things. I absolutely I'm obsessed with TV shows so I can spend days <laughs> watching TV shows. That's not a problem. But at the same time, I was like, what I want is a companion. And I made space. So I was I mm-hmm. stayed single for a while and I made space to find the right person. Um, and that doesn't necessarily come at your timing or easy or whatnot. But you do need to allow that space. So it's good. that's why I said, oof, whatever he said that, because yeah. it's Yes, that is important. Like, yeah, here you are, like, investing all yourselves. And I had a, a mentor at work too that told me, you always need to have a list of priorities, mm-hmm. always. And I was like, well, what, what if my list of priorities like constantly change? He was like, well, then constantly change it. But yeah. you always need to know what is your number one, what is your number two, what mm-hmm. is your number three. Yeah. And the confirmation behind that, that I would say is my mentor was like, it's okay for it to change. You have permission to change your mind. Mm -hmm. So it's not like the plan that you have put in place has to stay the same. You have authority over that decision to change it as many times as you want. The only thing with that is you just need to explain why it's changing and speak to what that does for you. Why does that particular change serve the purpose or serve the priority to you? And that's it, that's all that really matters. And so I'm constantly in this space now being asked, well, what's happy land? Or what does that look like? And the realest answer is, I don't know. Girl, the hardest and, You're gonna, you're probably gonna agree with me on this. The hardest question for me, for years, has been, "Where do you want to be in three years or five years?" Yeah. That has been the hardest question for me. Yeah. First of all, because I don't want to put myself in a box for somebody. Mm. So if I say something today, like you were talking, 
I don't want that person to run around thinking that that's, that is it for me. Cause it can change tomorrow. Like it literally can change tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like it can the good change thing tomorrow. about that is, and what my, what my mentor I think does an excellent job of is reassuring me that you tell me today that you want to go be an astronaut and tomorrow you decide that you want to be a stay at home wife. You have the right yeah, to make that's that choice. True. You have the right to make that choice and you don't necessarily, and you know, I just said that you need to have an explanation behind it and it's more so. A purpose. Yeah. Like like what is your intention behind the change versus justifying the change? Yeah. There's a totally different um, meaning behind navigating your life with intention and purpose and just kind of being frivolous and, um, all over kind of scatterbrained about everything but it's okay to change your mind Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you're less worthy of the decision or less worthy of the destination it just means that you're choosing a different path yeah to get there yeah yeah and you touch on that and that's uh part of that is societal pressures timeline pressures and stuff like that but i'll touch on the second item of why that that saying like, where do you want to be in three years or five years is so hard to me. And it's because of the age. Girl, I'm 32, being 33. um, When you ask me about five years, that is 37. My life could be in a completely different spectrum that it could be today. So for me to answer to you, where do you want to be in five years? is so hard and it's not because and i want to make this a hundred percent clear it's not because i don't know it's not because i don't know where i want to be i know exactly where i want to be but it's because factors change and those factors are real and they're big Mm, that's good for me because i will say i am the opposite I don't know exactly where I want to be. And the factors have been immaterial because the factors haven't been present. And probably going back to what we were talking about a moment ago as to there hasn't been space for them. Mm -hmm. I think the hardest part for me in defining where I want to be is what I will be doing because Mm -hmm. I do so many things. And not even to sound conceited, but I do so many things. I do so many things well. So I sing, I cook, I model, I dance, mm-hmm. I, uh, I I host events. And so when I do all of those things, I do. A, I, let's not say I'm excellent at all of them. You're a great cook. <laughs> I, just, I just had one of your meals and I scarfed. <laughs> So like I, I do certain things within a certain realm very well. And so for me, it is a challenge to articulate what that looks like in a very limited space. Yeah. So I have a very hard time with written words about where. Because you going. could see yourself in all these different paths and actually be successful in having like a future in all these different paths. And part right? of that comes back to my identity as an athlete. Yeah. I'm competitive. Yeah. And so because I'm competitive, I want to be number one in all of them. That's not mm-hmm. possible, 
But in my mind, that's the path that I'm pursuing is I want to be uh, on the cover of Vogue. I want to be, you know, on the Food Network hosting my own TV show. I want to be um, singing at different weddings, which is something that my, my dad does. He, mm-hmm. he has his own band, but that's not a gift that I've put a lot of energy into. Mm-hmm. And so to have to have to define that is hard for me it's very challenging because you've talked about you made space for partnership i was in a relationship where i was almost engaged we Mm -hmm. went and looked at rings we did all of those things and so since that time i have taken a step back to pray and ask god to really help me understand who i am who is kayla what is important to Kayla? Yep. What are the gifts that you give? Well, and me? that's the factor. It, actually, that is the factor. That's another factor of, yeah, making space, being, you know, alone for a while. While you're being alone, you are figuring out who you are, what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And we, we're going to go deep into this in other episodes, but like, self-happiness, internal happiness, not trying to fill a void with somebody else's Mm -hmm. happiness and gifts that they're giving you and languages of love and not like all that kind of stuff. Like you should be able to fulfill that yourself. Yeah. And then a partner will just compliment that, but you should be able to fill that yourself and not just completely rely on, on somebody else. It should never be, I don't like the saying you complete me. Mm-hmm. You should be whole and they Yo, should be whole. We can talk whole. about, let, let's have an episode that we talk about sayings because there's a, a few sayings that I do not relate to that are very popular <laughs> sayings. <laughs> and I'm like, I just, I just can't. I just, I just can't. <laughs> yeah. So we've got about 12 episodes loading based on this. Those are first. not going to be in my vows. <laughs> Those are not going to be in my vows. <laughs> so like, you know, you, I have been very intentional over the last three years now. Mm-hmm. It's been three years. Yeah. And so, you can see it. Like you can see it like in yourself. Yeah. At least I can see it in you as a friend. Yeah. Like I can see how happy you are or satisfied you are, yeah. how uh, driven you are with all these goals that you have set for yourself and all this doors that have opened mm-hmm. for you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, my friend. Yeah. And the crown so is heavy. It is heavy. Yeah. Um, which prompted me to think about... Um, do so like for me and my sisters this is this is part of the identity thing Mm -hmm. each one of me and my sisters has a meaning to our name so like my name means pure divine queen my 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 name has no meaning i asked my mom like (laughs) where did you get my name from and i was like because i knew history and i was like was it from catherine the great you know what she told me she was like not really. She was just, we just thought about the name Catherine and we liked it. So my name has no meaning. It has meaning. It has a meaning of love. 
Catherine. They both agreed. Oh, I, I yeah, guess. They both agreed and they said, this is our labor of love. But I me. absolutely love my name. I would not change it for anything. And they did a really good job. My whole name. So I have a middle name. Okay. My middle, my name is Catherine Amelia. So Amelia. I'll say it in Spanish because it's meant to be said in Spanish. Amelia. So I love my name. It's a beautiful name. My kids will never hold my name. I, I'm also against that tradition really? of having the kids hold your name. That's that's so weird. Um, even though my my family, the males, all carry the names. Of their mother, yeah. Of, of the father. Oh, the father. Yeah, okay. the father. But it's it's weird. And we, my, me and my partner agreed that that's weird and we don't want that to happen. So your kids aren't going to have, your, whose last name are they going to have? No, no, no. The first name. The first name. Oh, so they carry the first name of the father. They don't. Yeah, exactly. And okay. we agreed that that's weird and we don't want any of our kids to carry okay. our first name. Okay. Because that's weird. <laughs> okay. So is that, that's a part of Dominican culture is to carry the father's first name. It's, you know what? I think it's a Hispanic culture, but also it's like everywhere culture. Like some Americans have the culture, the, the, they oh, like carry the, the, the first name. Well, they carry the first name of the father, the third, the fourth, oh, junior, yeah, 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 senior, yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. Like it's just, yeah. And I mean, I don't know if we have time for that, but like, I just think it's so egocentric. I'm sorry, but it's very egocentric to name somebody after you. Oh baby, if it's I was, a, if, I'm not gonna lie to you. You're gonna if, name if I was a man, <laughs> baby. What you would? Thousand percent, <laughs> little Johnny the Third. I am so Look, against that. We riding in the car together with the same name. <laughs> he might have a different nickname because in Black culture, yeah, you, this might this person might have a totally unrelated name. So like my cousin, his name is. So my uncle's name is George. Yeah. His name, he, he's George Jr. Mm-hmm. So we call him Junior. And mm-hmm. then his son's name is George, but we call him Trey. Oh, got it. So okay. totally unrelated. Unrela- There's 16,000 different nicknames. Like got somebody it. in my family's name Cookie. Somebody in my family's name is Chunky. Somebody in my family name is Bubba. <laughs> oh so everybody has a nickname for something. I don't have a nickname, but yeah. you know, it is. that. Yeah. That's how we ride. But You know what? Growing up, like, I want to say, I don't want to speak for him, but I want to say that my dad thought did not like nicknames. <laughs> I no. want to say that. No. Like I, and I remember him vaguely, you know, referring to when people had nicknames for their kids that were nicknames that were unrelated to their name. Yeah. I remember him saying like, why do they do that? Like, why give this person a name and then call them a new, completely different nickname? Um, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not against nicknames, but I'm against that. Like, why aren't you going to use that person's name? Like, I, I just don't understand. <laughs> Uh, yeah. See, this is who we are. Like we, yeah. we just go into very deep conversation, but also we can have very silly <laughs> conversations exactly. about particular things that we like or don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, we hope this finds you well, and uh, we hope that um, this reaches some people. 
and we hope we're going to provide a, a few episodes and we're going to see how it goes. And we have a lot of topics to cover. We plan on bringing some guests. Uh, we have, uh, gosh, a list of topics here from like uh, some podcasts. We, we're a very avid podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. have a lot of favorite podcasts that we would love to discuss with you guys and give you guys the resources for that. Also, self-help, self-growth, traumas, experiences, um, a little bit of friendship and friendship evolutions, adulting and dealing with parental expectations. And the list goes on and on and, and on, right? And the list goes on. We do plan on having like LGBTQ guests, um, some astrologers probably, some therapists probably. So, But we're not going to give all our secrets away. Exactly. You all, need to, we need to, you all need to tune in. You need to come back and visit us at the liber- liberated libation sofa and just tune in. And By the way, when you join us, feel free to have a cocktail. It's called liberated libra- libation. Or have a cocktail. Get, grab you a glass of water because we need you to stay <laughs> hydrated because uh, for my people out in Texas, it's hot. Yes, It's hotter than the devil's toenails out there. So we need y'all to stay hydrated, but also grab a cocktail with us. Catherine, how do we want to leave the people? Is there a quote that you've heard recently or a cool saying that you feel like resonated with you over the past week? You know what? I shared one with you and I'm going to read it off of uh, where I shared it with you. Okay. Because I definitely think this quote hits hard is, girl, you have no idea how amazing life is about to get for Mm -hmm. you. Stay focused and trust the process. I love that. I love that. So you heard my girl. Trust the process. The journey is not the end all be all. It's the destination. So don't get discouraged. And the quote that I read today was, the moon is alone, but it still shines. I like that. So no matter where you are, if you're with friends or you're by yourself, you still shine all by yourself. So thank you for tuning in for our first, certainly not the last, episode of Liberated Libations Libations. with your hostesses, with the mostesses, Kayla James and And Catherine DeLuke. See you next time. See you next time. Bye.